0: Hello, welcome to another Robinson Ralph podcast. I'm Simon Robinson, and with me is David Silito. Hello, everybody, and uh, Samuel Higgins. Hello. So, uh, thanks for joining us for uh, another one of these uh, podcasts. Um, this week, Uh, We're going to be discussing the fascinating case of Sitar versus City Bank, and um, as always, we can't guarantee you'll enjoy it uh, or be entertained. Very much the opposite, very much, yeah, very much the opposite. But, um, but you know, I don't know, we're we're doing it, so and you're here now, so you may as well listen. One
1: important development in the legal world this week, of course, apart from the case of sitar against Citibank, is that Samuel Higgins has shaved his beard.
2: And a big, big update. And if you've uh, <laughs> if you've not heard about it, where have you been? That's all <laughs> I say.
0: But his hair's still pretty big, so he's he's, yeah. he's basically like a giant. Instead of being a ginger Jerry Adams now, he's like a ginger mushroom.
1: Shall we? Shall we do next week's podcast from a car on the way to Bernard Castle?
0: <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I, well, I, to be fair, I, need, I, I do need to test my eyes, and the options yeah. are closed, so it seems like the most sensible thing to do. Uh, should we talk with this case? Who, who wants to lead the, the discussion on um, whatever it's called, Citibank and Sitar? I'll, I'll volunteer. Very good. Unless you have any strong feelings, Sam.
2: I, well, I, was, uh, I, I, I would like to volunteer as well, but then the question becomes how do we resolve who's
1: going to do it? We can each do a word alternately
2: oh well in that case you've got right ahead
1: then okay all right (laughs) um so this is um the case of satar s-a-t-t-a-r against citibank um and it was a court of appeal decision so relatively rare in the employment sphere that a a case will actually go um that high Uh, i'm surprised this one did to be honest because it's um about the fairly mundane topic of disciplinary action and investigations Um, And it's, in fact, that very mundanity that's led us to talk about it on the podcast, because, um, I mean, let's face it, that's what we excel at. We're stretching people's (laughs) understanding of the word mundane. (laughs) To terribly boring. Um, So, Mr. Sitar was a senior employee at Citibank, uh, which is um, a bank, uh, and I think they're based probably in a city. Um, Brilliant. He was arrested by HMRC uh, on suspicion of tax fraud. Just pausing
0: Um, the the idea no, we do love abbreviations. Yeah. If you could just confirm.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. That's HMRC. There's no A in the abbreviation for the and. The full name is Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. But um, you shortened it to HMRC just to save time. Just to say, yeah, save time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have succeeded in that, I think, but made sure that everybody is clear at the same time. Um, I didn't know you could be arrested by HMRC. No. I mean, what oh, do they the do? Come and just talk to you about tax and bore you until you submit to go with them in their van.
0: But do HMRC, what they've got, what well, HMR police, HMRC police officers?
2: Well, that's what I was just going to ask. You know, do they have like you know their own caps and their flashing lights and the, you know
1: other gadgets? Yeah. Well, I like I like to think actually that you have the normal police and you have the HMRC police and they're actually much better equipped and they'll they'll turn up, they'll smash down your your, your house, um, and, with their briefcases. Yeah, heavily armed, and take you take you away. So his employer, bearing in mind they're a bank, thought, "Hmm, perhaps we'd better investigate this. It's not ideal, is it, really, for a bank employee to be arrested on suspicion of, of fraud?" Um, so he was—he was not told apparently who was conducting the investigation, and the only guidance he got was a copy of the staff handbook. Fair enough, you might think. Um, on further investigation, the bank felt that there were a number of transactions. They were concerned with naughty, naughty boy. Um, and then, before the investigation had concluded, uh, they suspended him and invited him to attend a formal disciplinary hearing. Um, they became aware that he had a brain tumor, they postponed the hearing uh, and asked him to go to occupational health. He said no. Sounds like a very cooperative and straightforward employee, doesn't he? Um, Bank made various adjustments to the hearing. <laughs> Um, including reducing the number of concerning transactions being reviewed and conducting the hearing in writing. Uh, And then they dismissed him, having considered his written submissions. He appealed. He was given the opportunity to submit further evidence and make further submissions. The bank upheld the appeal. So he brought claims of unfair dismissal and disability discrimination. And he said in particular that the fact that disciplinary action um, had been decided on before the investigation was complete, um, uh, by, by which I mean disciplinary action, in, by the way of inviting him to a disciplinary hearing, not the sanction itself. Um, so he said that the, that timing issue meant that the dismissal was ultimately unfair. He lost the tribunal, um, he lost an employment appeal tribunal, um, but he's a very persistent guy, on top of being very straightforward and honest. Um, so he appealed to the Court of Appeal. Um, they dismissed his appeal, so 3 0 to Citibank. They said the Court of Appeal said it was reasonable to suspend him before the investigation had been completed and to make a decision at that time to invite him to a disciplinary hearing. That doesn't make the decision, the ultimate dismissal, unreasonable, um, provided that he's had the opportunity to engage with the material that formed the basis of the allegations against him. There's no need for a formal investigatory hearing. Um, and uh, if there was any issue with the dismissal process then that was capable of being rectified on appeal so you'll often see um, claimants arguing in unfair dismissal cases points such as the hearing was conducted too quickly or um, I wasn't given enough time before the disciplinary hearing to consider the evidence Um, the issue for me in those situations is always well um, okay that might not be completely ideal process but does it ultimately render the dismissal unfair and i think that's the that's the the sort of additional consideration that mr sitar had failed to really engage with pointed out pointing out flaws in the process is one thing but the employer's only got to follow a reasonable process not a flawless process Uh, and actually um, what is the unfairness in the dismissal that's that's caused by those flaws in the process is the the key point point. But uh, Mr. Sitar
0: lost three times. Bad luck. Um, and presumably people will have, you know, learned something from that. Um, I it's like yeah, Doubtful, but yes, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's possible. possible.
2: Well, I've, possible. I've learned. I've learned how you can how you can slide footballing analogies into case descriptions. I mean, the, the, if we can just go back to the three-nil City Bank, I thought that really <laughs> encapsulated the, you know, yeah. the overarching <laughs> feel about this.
1: this and, and I do. I do. Um, I did hear that as the court of appeal judges announced their verdict Citibank lawyers stood up and charged
0: three nil to city three nil to city <laughs> you
2: know what would have been even better <laughs> what would have been even better um for the partridge fans um i mean i'd love to see this in tribunal one day the uh, victorious
1: party just going back of the net <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be brilliant. In fact, I'm definitely going to do that the next time in tribunal, e- even if it's just a case management hearing. Yeah. Get some directions. Uh, when, when's that? When a witness statement is to be exchanged by, Mom? 15th of June? Back of the net.
0: <laughs> I think it's probably best not to do it if you lose, though, at well, a hearing. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, true, celebrating. But it's not good. But I, suppose you, I suppose at that point, you might confuse the panel. And They might think, hang on, he seems pretty. <laughs> did he win? <laughs> right, we didn't think he did. but We just write down. Yeah, Mister Silito seems to have won somehow. Yeah. No, then like you've a just been then, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: then all you've got to do is infiltrate the um, the the processes
0: of writing up the order. Well, no, but they'd forget, yeah. would they? we, we. He must have won, so we'll just write down he's won, and then work the yeah. reasoning out afterwards. I mean, I'm not saying it's foolproof. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth well, a go, though. Absolutely, I mean, that point you've got nothing to lose, have you? I suppose, I suppose the only downside is your client sees you celebrating and running out and thinks, why is he cheering for the other side? Ah, he yeah. wasn't rubbish. He deliberately threw it. Well, you can't just
2: come out with that infamous saying, it's all part of the plan, with enhanced <laughs> yeah. hand movements, as if that's supposed to make somebody feel better.
0: <laughs> as he's running out of the room, it's all part of the plan. What oh, we've lost, it's all part of the plan. Idea of silo moving move in mysterious ways, and then do some yeah. kind of robot dance. And moonwalk out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Reminds yeah. me of a barrister I, who I knew, and I bumped into him in Birmingham Tribunal many years ago. And uh, I was talking to him about the case that he had on, and, and the case that, that I had on. And he said, "Oh yeah, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm probably gonna throw the tribunal a few bones with the on these issues." Thinking, what does that mean? You're gonna deliberately lose some points so that you look reasonable. And I was Thinking, have you run that past your client yet? Sounds like very. Throw odd. the
0: tribunal a few bones, like they care. Like the street, <laughs> that's bizarre.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I've never thought of doing that, ever.
1: They were more concerned with um, looking reasonable and in the eyes of the tribunal than necessarily representing their client's interests in full, which I thought was slightly, slightly odd.
0: I'm, I hope you ended the conversation by robot dancing and moonwalking away from him. Yeah, and, and then I said back of the net, and he went, <laughs> did
1: he just win? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs>
0: My cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So um is there anything else uh we need to add or discuss no. or are we done? we just no, uh, thanks, uh, thankfully all...
2: I think we've come to the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm just but basically I'm not gonna sleep all week just in case whilst I'm asleep the government introduced the new um, guidance on how the CJRS is going to apply from August yeah that's, it is going to be I don't want to miss a thing
0: no like Aerosmith yeah yeah. so um, <laughs> Great I, don't song, think, I, I don't think I don't want to miss a thing though was about um, uh, Steven Tyler not sleeping in case new guidance around the CJRS was introduced or I, I could be wrong you don't but, like that song do you Sam I'm sure I've heard you say you don't like it
2: no it's not the, no it's not so much the song I don't, um, I've got a problem with
0: it. it's more the film it's just Armageddon. outrageous. No, I've never seen that film. It's a great film. Mike, it's outrageous. In what way? Send a load of drillers
2: up to an asteroid. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the plan because I know blasting nuclear warheads, it won't change it. But sending drillers up without having any atmosphere sickness or anything like that, you know, where's that? At least have Michael Clark Duncan throwing up a bit to make it look like, oh, he's got a bit of space sickness. And
0: then. Drill the hole down and then. Blow the I mean, Sam, oh, a bit too convenient. They didn't show Bruce Willis, you know, having a poo on the toilet, but you could assume that the character did that. You don't need to see bodily fluids. Is that what you think makes a good film? Bodily fluids.
2: I'm, t- I'm saying, I'm saying that. Well, I mean, obviously, there's real isn't missing, but you send six people. How many did they send up? About ten or twelve of them, and there's not one of them who's got a problem walking on an asteroid, or even the fact conditions in space it seems to have no effect on
0: him so you're, like, you're sorry your review of one of the highest grossing films of years is there wasn't enough vomit in it for me well not not just the not just the vomit i'm, I'm more the concept
2: of realism I'd be quite honest oh, i mean it would have added very to the realism
1: so do you only watch documentaries
2: not only but but mostly yeah i like to do de- i like to deal in stuff that's happened and not stuff that Never. Well, obviously, an asteroid will come at some point, but that's not going to be the solution, obviously. is it? You know, partridge is obviously, isn't real, obviously an
1: asteroid will come at some point. <laughs> you know what? If if that does happen in the future, then people are going to look back at this podcast and they're going to say, Sam Higgins, the Nostradamus <laughs> of the 21st century.
0: <laughs> it, it was so casually thrown out there, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, obviously at some point an asteroid is going to come. And obviously, we're going to have to send a team up into space. I've got you on that. But it should be all astronauts. It shouldn't be thrillers, And that won't happen. And, that's, and there'd be more vomit. I doubt. think you could, you could run for
1: prime minister, I think, Sam, on that very platform.
0: There should be more vomit
1: in films. <laughs> and also, I'm the only one who knows how to protect you from the inevitable asteroid strike that's coming. Um, Ideally, in the next four years, within my um, prime ministerial term. Indeed, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, electing me would have served absolutely no purpose because, apart from having a, a, a perfect plan to combat an asteroid striking the Earth, um, I'm very much underqualified
0: for the role. <laughs> um, <laughs> very, 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 bearing in mind, Sam, that you've obviously got this irrational hatred of Armageddon, and you've had 22 years to think about it. What 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 would you have done? What how would you have stopped the asteroid hitting the Earth? But wasn't sending Bruce Willis up? Um, and in mind you, you've already recruited Bruce Willis for the film, so he's got to be involved somehow. Yeah, Bruce Willis is in it somehow.
2: Wait a minute. So wait a minute. So I'm 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 making it, producing it, recruiting the cast, and then starring in it. And writing the writing the theme tune, singing the theme tune,
0: Write <laughs> the
1: theme tune, sing the theme tune. Yeah.
2: Well, that's so, done.
0: so what would sorry, Sam. So what so Bruce Willis is in it, obviously, but because he's he signed a contract. But what's the you know, and, and he would sue us if we breached it, but what's the plot then?
2: I'd just well, to be quite I mean, obviously in the end it, it works, so don't I mean take note away from them. But you know, maybe just I don't know, just send a load of rubbish up and you know, send it oh. send it into Jupiter
1: or Saturn or something like that, you know. It sounds send very, a lot of rubbish. You're happy to sit on the sidelines and criticise Bruce Willis for the way yes. that he sought to fight the asteroid,
0: but you haven't got an alternative plan. Well, I mean, to be fair, Dave, he has. It's just terrible. So Bruce Willis gave his life to save the planet. No, yeah. you, you, you're not happy with that. You just criticise him for not vomiting enough. But your alternative plan is just, just throw a load of rubbish into space <laughs> and aim it at Jupiter, which, which, uh, which does seem more far-fetched. I
1: mean this oh, is be brought up in the prime ministerial debates ahead of the next election, isn't it, when Sam's there yeah. <laughs> and you said your plan was then to shut throw a load of rubbish up <laughs> like like as if it would just be Sam there with a load <laughs> of with it, getting his green bin out and lobbing <laughs> a load of empty yogurt pots <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. not even <laughs> the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> which,
1: which, in, which to be fair does sound like a brilliant film I, I would pay
0: to watch I don't know could you get two hours out of it? I reckon we could get definitely two hours out of that well, would could be, be a training montage first of all of Sam yeah. throwing smaller things at the moon <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and then obviously he'd have to wash the yoghurt pots before he puts them in the recycling bin so, yeah. you know that could be a part of it. <laughs> right. He's just texted to say he can't get back in.
0: All right. Should we, should we just end to there? Say
1: goodbye bit, aren't we?
0: Yeah. Well, Sam, Sam's uh, gone. Um, so we've we'll still no got
1: an image of his face there, haven't we? Yeah. Frozen in time, which
0: is lovely. Yeah. Staring at us. Um, so uh, we wish you born speed. Um, and we shall see you at the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye, 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 bye.